Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the under the hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. Right. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, Blue Collar Mystics. Uh, we are joined with two of my favorite podcasters from the Grime Erica podcast. Uh, we got Graham uh, and we got Darren. Uh, you guys are not together in the same uh, space. You, you, you're in studio, Darren and Graham. Where are you at? I'm in studio, just in a different one. Man, you guys have like multiple studios. You're, you're crushing it. I'm like, I love it, man. It's great. Graham, quit coming over. <laughs> he, he just didn't want me to come anymore he's like you might as well just stay at home nope. so i'm like all right i'll stay you tonight no problem. I you over tonight <laughs> <laughs> well you guys have been uh, making the most of it for sure um want to say uh some of the audiobooks and stuff like that have just been killer um and y'all have been hammering those out um if if people aren't familiar i'm gonna go ahead and do a little screen share here and uh and show your guys uh website and talk a little bit about what you have been doing because i i love it uh grimerica grimerica.ca you guys are canadian i'm sure uh i'm sure that comes off uh, pretty pretty obviously um a lot of a lot of video uh you guys are up to over a 500 podcasts now i think at this point um and uh some of the books uh, audiobooks i uh wanted to take a look at this um this is really cool i love what you guys have been doing here tons of old titles that are on amazon uh or audible audiobooks and all over we'll talk a little bit more about this hey there's you yeah yeah that's right i even did one for you guys uh and it was really cool you guys should check it out the uh the uh rudolph steiner book is, right there uh, in the black and gold, the philosophy of spiritual activity. Right this there. one here, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, just uh, a bunch of them. Joe Roop's got one or two in here, I think, too. A couple other uh, folks, and and speaking of that, you know, uh, last year we did the first Magic on the Mountain, and this uh, year we're going to do the second, and I'm really excited about this too. Um, it's just so surreal to be able to hang out with everybody in person. You guys did this when nobody was really going out of their house. We were all kind of locked in and you guys were like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to bring, bring ourselves to people and physically do that. We even went on a, we went on a big hike. We're at Shasta this year, but you guys have gone all over, uh, even up to and including, uh, Egypt. Is that right? Well, we haven't gone to Egypt yet. Okay. We're going to Egypt in like, uh, three weeks. So, yeah, it's it's getting it's coming up fast. I'm getting a little. The flight is starting to be a little bit. You know, it's gonna be a doozy. How many it's, hours? The flight home is twenty hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a long one. Yeah, so it's like, and that's not straight flying time. I think it's like 
seven hour flight, then like five hour layover, then another like seven or eight hour flight. But it'll be worth it. It'll be great to get over there and uh, see all sites and hang out. I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool trip. I would uh, I would love to do that. I'm excited for ours at Shasta, folks. Uh, you can still get in on that. Uh, that's going to be in February. So check it out. I got a link for that in the show notes as well. So check that out. We can hang out in real time uh, with a true shaman. Uh, and Greg Carl would actually be there uh, from the higher side chats as well as Joe Roop and Brandon uh, uh, Powell. Brandon is, Powell. Uh, yeah, Brandon Powell. Uh, very, very badass uh, Wim Hof uh, type of instructor. And the place just looks super swanky. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, dudes, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's this is legendary. I've been waiting one to get this together for quite some time. So thank you so very much for it. No problem. I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah. Well, uh, well, let's kick it off. You know, I want to get into some paranormal stuff. I'm happy to talk about uh, pretty much whatever you guys want to. It is that time of the year, that time of season. You know, down here it's cooling off. It's fall. The leaves are turning. You know, Halloween's around the corner. All that good stuff. Um, and, um, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about some paranormal stuff. Um, but there's a ton of crazy shit happening right now. <laughs> it's just bananas and absolutely nuts. I can't peel myself away from some of this stuff. Um, what's your favorite thing right now? Right now it's the Kanye thing. I can't stop. What does Kanye do? Is it the white, white, uh, white lives matter? Uh, yeah, he did that, but he's been on like a bunch of shows now too. So he just keeps pushing the envelope further and further. Um, too far? And has he gone too far? I don't. I, they say he's gone too far. There. I don't think so. That's what did they. He say? What did he say? You, you can't listen to they. What did he say? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you you'd have to find the deleted uh, interviews and stuff. Like I've seen clips and stuff. There's a lot of people who are doing good commentary you on it. No, but you know, he's for the he's, I don't he's do I do him or her. He he is saying all kinds of stuff. He's being more specific about the media. He's he's calling people out and uh, in a more specific way, you know. And I heard the white, he called out the Jews. Is that's that what I heard? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he's saying. I think he's trying to be a little bit more specific. And uh, people are calling him crazy. They're deleting everything, you know, that he's posted. They're deleting his Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're saying he's crazy. Uh, he was on Tucker Carlson, and then he was on. Can you believe this? Chris Cuomo now has a show. On Fox News, what? I thought he got fired from CNN. <laughs> I thought he was going to make a. I thought, I thought he was going to make this podcast. He was talking about the Cuomo podcast. Did that not happen? You, I man, I don't follow Cuomo closely These enough. Losers think that podcasting is easy. That they're just going to swoop in, and then nobody listens. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about it. Hillary's podcast. Have you listened? No. But it's easy to make a podcast when you're used to nobody listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet hers is great. No, that. that's a good point, though. When you're used to the mainstream attention, everything being scripted, it's totally different. It is. You have to actually have some substance, personality. You know, you have to engage people. You have to say outlandish things or at least controversial things. That's one thing I'm learning, actually. I'm learning the thing, like, the the the, the most the most like intriguing or dramatic or fucking stupid childish thing. That's the thing people will click on the most, you know, that's what people really want to uh, engage with as far as content goes, you know, which is, uh, 
pretty disappointing if I'm honest, you know. <clears throat> you should eat a Tide Pod at the end of the show. <laughs> eat a Tide Pod tonight, live on air. <laughs> or just suck some dick for cock. Oh my god. Let's suck some dick for cock. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well, you know, it's all about ratings. Did you guys ever see that movie Network? Are you familiar with that movie? It's a kind of a cult classic. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. That yeah, was a good one. Yeah, yeah. with Darren, I tried to uh, guess, get Darren to guess the quote from him uh, a couple months back, and he didn't. He didn't get it. I'm Unfailed. mad as hell, yeah. and I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen that one. It's uh it's a good one. It's definitely a classic. If you hadn't seen that, I do recommend it. But it's it's definitely ahead of its time, you know, for this what sort of the, what was the Michael Douglas one where he gets like just leaves his car in traffic was falling Michael- down? <laughs> <laughs> falling down, yeah. That one makes more sense these days. Is that the one where he walks into the McDonald's and just like unloads on everybody? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wild I one. want I want breakfast. I don't I'm sir, we're not serving breakfast. <laughs> you get all day breakfast at most of these places now. That's, hey, you know, that's what they're, um, you know, everybody's been in that situation though. And so that's what the writers were tapping into is your anger when they switch you over on that time. So it's like everybody can identify with that scene. If you give a fuck about fast food, I don't right. eat that crap. That's Franken food. But... Mm, well, sometimes I eat it. I have to. One thing I, y- yeah. One thing I'm going to rail against is audio messages because I, you know, it's like, I, I can't listen to an audio message. If I'm, I'm telling you, this is the worst, right? Like in telegram. Did you know that Darren was against that? Used it as a walkie talkie. I'm like, come on, you guys. <laughs> I, like, I refuse to participate. I'm like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Yeah. I hate it. I'll be so far behind, but what can I do? I'm on a zoom call. I'm on a podcast. I'm editing audio. You want me to stop editing audio, listen to what you got to say, which could be way shorter if you just type it out. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. Or you could dictate it. You could just say it into the thing. Everybody's different, right? Like, So I know for some people. Or you could just not hold people accountable for their way to choose to communicate with you because it's uncomfortable. I mean, you could get to that voice message whenever you want. Yeah, I do. I hold them accountable. I just not listen. I just don't. I just ignore it. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I ignore it. I just, I just other things get in the way, so it irritates me. I'm an inbox to zero type of guy, so I like to, you know, I know I have some friends that they'll have three thousand text messages and shit. And That's I, it, guy. it drives me crazy. I can't just looking at his phone gives me anxiety. <laughs> got like twenty six thousand unread emails. Well, of course, dude, those are just all spam and stuff. They just show up there, you know. That's but I but I I had a problem with the voice thing at first, but now I I love it because you can just put your phone aside and it goes through everybody's thing in order, and I get to listen like ten messages in a conversation without looking at my phone until Darren comes up, and then you know, and then he has to type in like ten one word texts. I mean, it's just a voicemail. Jeez, we had to live with that for twenty years. It's I remember. Yeah, we're back. We're going backwards. I don't. Like I'm listening to a voicemail on my fucking tape recorder again. Oh my god, same dude. Text text. Yeah, it's 2022, man. Just text me. <laughs> That is a text. Darren likes text too much, though. I mean, I I send Darren a text. Get this. I send Darren a text like, (laughs) this is some of the stuff I need to discuss with you. It's like five points. 
So I'm like the next time we talk like tonight before the show or after the show, we'll talk about this stuff. And he's got to start answering them in text, right? Well, yeah, half of them, only half of them. So it doesn't really like, so we can't really discuss it because he's just going to give me one or two word answers on stuff, but it's only half of the stuff. So he hasn't answered That's all on of you. That's on you. To That's on me up. to remember and follow oh, up with you. You forgot about these, bro. And I could be like, oh, I'm sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> Man, I drove 40,000 miles this year and I don't have time to dictate and edit the things that the computer can't hear. And if somebody wants to text me while I'm driving and we don't want to have a phone conversation, then yeah, I'm going to send a voice message and I have no attachments to when you get back to me with that. But perfect. I'm not, gonna, I'm not See, getting into it. That's a great way. That's a great reason for that. So for the record, you can always phone me. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I prefer a phone call, but most people don't fucking pick up. I don't answer my phone. Snapchat me. And if I, you can't get me on Snapchat, then uh, send me an Instagram message and I'll shoot you a telegram and uh, we can we can rendezvous on Twitter. So what we've, what we've clarified here is everybody has a different methodology that they prefer someone to contact <laughs> them in or whatever interface they are today. But you can't, you know. You can't really dictate every single line of communication. And I can guarantee you that some of the, the better things that I would ignore are going to start coming in in interfaces, which I have to participate in. For instance, I don't fucking like Facebook, but somehow, some way, people still find it important to make Facebook the intermediary between our communication, even if they have my phone number. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I, I'm done regulating how people want to communicate. And just, I'm on a ban right now that. again. Facebook, but you're too good at Facebook, Darren. That's winning. winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I get it. Everybody has more convenient ways to communicate. Um, we're just riffing here. I don't, I yeah. don't, I listen to, I listen to uh, the voicemails things as soon as I can, but my voicemail on my phone, I swear to God, my outgoing voice messages, don't leave me a voicemail unless you're my friend. Cause it's, you know, two th- I think I made it a couple of years ago. I was like, it's, the 2000s, whatever. Don't leave me a voicemail unless it's funny and you're my friend. And then if it's funny and you're my friend, my voicemail's full. <laughs> so text me, you know, <laughs> so long story short, <laughs> you got to text me, but um, maybe I'll clear some space off just because I haven't, I haven't heard a funny voicemail or like a prank voicemail in a while. Um, yeah. The times they are changing. That's, that's for definitely damn sure. Let's like talk about smell stuff from the eclipse in 2017. I man, I I wonder what even is still in here. It's probably like a bunch of ex-girlfriends just bitching me out and shit. <laughs> It'd be fun to actually go back and listen listen through some of the stuff that's probably still on there. Oh, but um but we all like audiobooks. Great segue, huh? Audio audio <laughs> audio messages, ah, audiobooks. Yes, huge fan. And we'll talk a little bit about this um, and uh, and maybe talk about some of your guys' favorite ones that you've done. I'd love to hear, you know, uh, a little bit about that because, man, God, you guys have put out so much. I don't know how you do it. It's it's kind of insane. Uh, there's got to be 25, 30 titles just on your page here. I think it's 73 total now. Jesus. 73 audiobooks. And... You're on Brand- Instagram, but I bet you were Yeah, I've been saying some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, about <laughs> 70, about 70 titles. And we got a really good one on uh Grimerica Outlawed. We just popped it out. Fan favorite. It's a transcription of uh Mr. Putin's speech. Okay. 
Okay, America cool. Outlaw. It's about 50 minute podcast and it just narrates the whole thing. So there's a sample for you. I asked for a Russian accent, but he refused. I can't, I, I can't do characters. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun one to hear, though. <clears throat> for sure. I got it. I'm building an outtakes reel. Oh boy. Your outtakes were funnier. You like you like we're having a good time with it. Graham gets very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the tenth try at some sentence, and it's always the last fucking word that gets you. It, it gets frustrating. Yeah, that would be really funny. That'd be a funny like series of sketches too. You know, you could get like a Samuel L. Jackson reading an audiobook, you know, and screwing up sketch. You know, he just goes fucking ham. It's easy to do. Uh, <laughs> when you miss it four or five, <laughs> you know, and some of these titles, I mean, good on you for being able to do, cause some of this stuff is so wordy. It's almost better to kind of cut it down if you can, cause it's so freaking verbose. Like what's your approach been with that? With some of these older books, just verbatim. power through it. What's that Darren? Verbatim. Yeah, verbatim. Yeah, yeah. I I have an issue with that. I do. I have to it's, fucking do it verbatim. I mean, it's like, well, that's the way it's it's written. So I'm not going to correct it as I go along. I just do it verbatim. Totally fine with pronouncing things however he decides. No, 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 no. I look them all up. I look them all up. Some of them are just the only references the book I'm reading. So what do you do in that case? It's nowhere to be found except for the book I'm reading. So you gotta you gotta make it. Then I I just, you know, follow my intuition and go for it. I mean, it's a cult. This stuff, some of it would be dead anyway. You know, some 20 or 30 or 40 years down the road, somebody's going to be doing a spell and incantation, you know, (laughs) the way that you express the word. (laughs) They fucked fucked with the English language anyways. I mean, they got rid of the, you know. The J, wasn't it? The the J's and, you know, they... I wonder about that. Huh, they messed with our language. Yeah. And they, they added the K's and the, what was it? The changed the S's and the F's and all. You wonder what it was really sounding like back then. You know, was it also the Jews? It was the Jews. Was the Jews. Just- yeah. It was the Jews. It was the Jews. It was the Jews. Got it. Got that it. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's great, man. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I like that. Um, that one book that I did, it, it was it was a little wordy. And that's a smart guy, too. Rudolf Steiner, he is no slouch. I mean, he was a scientist first, you know, and then started writing all the spiritual stuff and backing up his work that way. So it was uh, it was definitely some thick, uh, some thick stuff. What's been what's been one a couple of one of your or a couple of your favorites? I uh, see so you got the Unabomber manifesto. I forgot that's my three. favorite. That one's good. That's, that's my favorite. That's I think really that's good. the only one I listen to. I like a couple of HG Wells books, uh, the, the new world order from HG Wells and the fate of man, because he's a really good writer and fate it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> fate of man is coming, but he, he gets, um, he's, uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see what sort of some of those, what people would call globalists back then. I'm not really convinced about all these connections that people are claiming. But it's interesting to, to hear what they had to say. Proofs of, con- of a conspiracy there is a really good one. That's kind of uh, popular right now. But if you scroll up, behavior of crowds is another one because they talk about how manipulatable the masses were back then 100 years ago. And they talked about this crowd behavior that we're seeing right now in society. But it was it was there back then, you know. When they say crowd, they mean like um, 
what we would call group think. Uh-huh. You know, really interesting book because it, it's so old. You know, some of these things are really um, resonating with what's going on today. And then I like some of the history ones, like history of spiritualism and history of uh, the supernatural. Just kind of give real good overviews of that. You know. Yeah, that's cool. I love. I didn't realize this book existed. The behavior of crowds. I, I I knew of Gustave Le Bon's book. Yeah, he crowd. references that one a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and then the Transurfing book that that is really really prevalent, and uh, Mark Stavish's work too. The Egregores uh, also <clears throat> are both really good books that talk a lot about groupthink and how people do insanely illogical and stupid things, you know, just because they're around a bunch of other people who are doing that, you know, uh, even myself, I was talking to a friend of mine today. Um, I think she did send me a voice message actually. And she was talking about, uh, dreams being seated. Like she saw a, a, a commercial on television uh, that said, dream about this. And it was like in the clouds, whoa, whoa. in the clouds around, like this van or something. I can't remember what it was, but uh, it kind of blew my mind because I, I, frankly, nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely takes a lot. And the idea of, you know, like Westworld, you know, what thoughts are your thoughts? You know, what, um, what's you know, was it really my idea or right. was it really my impulsion to do this or did somebody else right that i just heard from over here kind of influence me to do this kind of thing you know? here's, a, here's here's a quote from that book it's exactly what you're saying and this is a hundred and something years old the effect of all this upon the individual is that he is permitted neither to know nor to belong to himself hmm. so you won't know yourself or belong to yourself he becomes a mere banner toter he must hold himself ever in readiness to wiggle waggle in the perpetual ah. Simon says thumbs up game, which his crowd is playing. He spends his days playing a part, which others have written for him, loses much of his genuineness and courage and pampers himself with imitation virtues and secondhand truths. I mean, how relevant is that? Man, I, I challenge people to, um, to clarify their thoughts all the time, you know, cause like you see somebody just punch, like spouting something it's like is that really an original thought are you, really, are you having an original thought because very little people have original thought and a lot of the times you're just regurgitating something that you you've heard the best argument for <laughs> yeah well i mean some of us if we started with our original thought it would be about 10 steps back from what the best argument is so i mean <laughs> how to like how to you know <clears throat> how to disengage but also understand and be able to build on the shoulders of other people you know cuz there are some great ideas out there but that quotes absolutely perfect and i think we see it so much people will just jump on the bandwagon jump on the bandwagon jump on the bandwagon whatever is the most uh convenient and uh it's not even about <clears throat> it's not even about logic at, at this point anymore like it whatever somebody says people will just jump on it emotion it's an emotional just uh reaction for the most part i think a lot of times it's not even it's not even that people would even attempt <clears throat> to to think their own thoughts about about something i and love I think, a good take. and i think most of us admit that we don't really know the truth a lot of times or we're not you know it's not like we're not saying that like we, we know cause we're some sort of original thinker, but at least we admit we're brainwashed. 
That's yeah. the main thing. I know I'm brainwashed. I'm yes. just trying to figure out how sort of not to be or to be less brainwashed or try and find some original thinking in there. Yeah, I that's <clears throat> really well put. Because what is the quote? It's like, <clears throat> it's easier to convince someone than, than to convince them they've been fooled or something like that. And that's where e we all easier have to, to fool someone easier to fool okay. someone than convince them they've been fooled. Yeah. yeah, there it is. That's that's there's that's so profound because nobody wants to admit that they were yeah. wrong. We have this little protective ego shell, right? It's like if I have if I admit that I'm wrong and we have to be right about reality, too, because survival is at stake, you know, and even beyond survival. So it's like if I start eating poisonous plants, you know, putting stuff in my body that's going to kill me, then obviously I don't survive. So I have a, a will to survive. But beyond that, it's like, I don't want to admit that I'm wrong because it makes me look stupid. And often it's some of the dumbest people who are, are the easiest to, to fool and won't go back and won't say, Hey, I have been brainwashed. <clears throat> you know, that's the thing that we've talked about a little bit on the show about you know, neuro-linguistic programming and anchors that pe that we have in us. And I mean, up to and including potentially seeding dreams, right? Like that just, it fucked me up so much when we were talking about that today, because I'm like, of course, a corporate giant would pay, you know, 50 grand, a hundred grand, 500,000, however much money that they have for their ad budget <clears throat> to just funnel it into a special project and see if we can't get people to dream about hostess cakes or whatever it is. And then upon waking or Bojangles biscuits, you know what I'm saying? Like the Bowberry, let's go. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're dying for, uh, you know, some, what, 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 kind, what did you call the food? The fast food? Franken food. Franken food. You're dying yeah. for some Franken food that you don't even know where that came from. Now all of a sudden, you know, it really is about the impressing upon the, that subconscious. And it takes a lot of work to start digging out some of these, uh, these patterns and programs. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I reserve the right. My dreams. Do you remember your dreams, Darren? Me, no. No, few and far between. Fair enough. You? Uh, I do. It kind of fluctuates, um, but I'm getting better at it. I've been like actively practicing and How do you practice? <clears throat> write, write down everything that uh, you can remember. And then start asking yourself different questions during the day. Um, am specifically, dreaming? am I dreaming? Um, <laughs> and what the most frustrating thing is when I'm like, am I dreaming right now? And then like, you know, some strange animal that I've never seen before I'm riding on its back and we're like galloping through a field and I'm like, no, nah, this is normal. And then we just keep going, you know, it's like some bizarre scenario. And, but it seems <laughs> fine to me in the moment, or I'll be like 40 feet in a tree, you know, just, rocking back and forth and i'm like no this is this is wednesday i don't know what i don't know why it seems so normal um <clears throat> one of the theories is that kind of like a six cd changer remember those that uh whenever you start to wake up in the dream that who, the dream emissary or whatever's in control of that like shifts and shuffles the the cd on you so it gives you a different scenario so you don't realize that you're uh, uh, awake in the dream <clears throat> And one of the big tells for me used to be reading. If I would read something, all the words would garble and move around and stuff. But now I can actually read in my dream. <clears throat> so that's bizarre. But it's just another like protective layer, I guess, of that. But that that biggest thing. Um, and then they say, and I I can probably confirm this, but like a cannabis use will suppress your dreams 
alcohol will suppress your dreams. Other, other, uh, substances can do the same thing as far as how you, how you sleep and, and remember your, your dreams. We have Abby actually in the chat right now. What up? That's my homie. Who's a dreamer. Graham's an old school, uh, pro lucid dreamer. No, yeah, I'm not any good at it. I mean, I, I, I was just, just cause I was trying 10 years ago, but you know, for, yeah. Have you done it? He does it though. He does it. He does I had a really crazy dreams last night. Now I'm trying to remember, but yeah, it was in the morning. It was in the morning. Uh, and, uh, oh yeah, it's just insane. But now I can't, I can't even talk about them. So, but what was it a seeding dream? Did you seed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did try that CBD that we got. So, I mean, oh, I yeah. thought maybe that had, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Graham gets high on CBD. <laughs> but I think it was the rest and sleep one, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. Take it before bed? Kind of, yeah, earlier on. In the evening? I tried the lucidamine and all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's some the of those glasses. herbs. Some of those herbs, um, yeah, there's some, like, light flashing glasses and stuff, and the wake back to bed method and you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I did it a couple times, but it was just, I, my problem is I like to, I, I don't really have nightmares. So I like to just flow with the dream. So when the things changes, like I just go with it a lot. Like I kind of enjoy my, most of them are sort of like adventure dreams with lots of people and shit going on. And I just sort of go with it. Small doses of caffeine are supposed to uh, help with dreaming too. Hmm. What about yeah. extremely large doses of caffeine? <laughs> well, maybe after you after you stayed up for four days and you pass out, check it out. <laughs> it's like coffee and cannabis are two of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, the speedball. <laughs> Once in a while, I'll have a dream. They're usually pretty, you know, tame. No seating. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Uh, that just that messed me up today. Oh. Cause I could just see that I I'm just perpetually feeling more and more like a character in, in, in the, in the, in the West world, you know, like I, it's, it's a little bit paranoid, uh, but whatever it is what it is. And uh, I want to escape that, you know, obviously like I want to get outside the realm of established thought. I want to, you know, uh, bend and push beyond whatever, like the group think is and that narrative and, and actually, you know, download that original thought that's out outside of the matrix um hey wendy just said that it's her recipe for weird dreams is sleeping in and sleeping under a two hot blanket i actually have been sleeping in every day this week and i've been having saga dreams they continue the same characters the same people doing the same shit and it, it's actually been i've been dreaming hardcore all week and um I almost don't want to get out of bed because they've been so badass. It's like we've been on these crazy adventures that I can only vaguely remember once I wake up, but I like, I know what we were sort of doing and, and, and it seems to be the same group of characters that are helping me solve these problems. It's been really awesome, but it's been unproductive. I got out of bed at three o'clock today because from 12 to three, I was in deep REM sleep. Like it was, it was pretty awesome. Dude, that's probably need it. that's yeah <laughs> you probably need that too and that's a great place that ideas can come from where you can kind of grasp onto the original thoughts sometimes they're dumb like i'll wake up and be like that was the best joke i've ever heard and then i'll write it down and i'm just like 
like squirrel farts. Like, really? That's it? That's all I've got? Ah, no, that's not, that's not it. Uh, but definitely I uh, have had success with the going back to back to sleep up and back to sleep method. And then definitely later in the day, like you, James, and it, it, I, I can tell too, like I'll wake up. And then if I like lay on one side, then, you know, I'll remember one dream or I can like reenter into that one, that one scenario. And if I'm on the other side, then, then I lean into that and I'll go into that other scenario. And, and I've jumped into a couple of dreams after coming out of them and getting up and then going back to bed and being able to do that. So that's, so that's what really got me on this whole seating thing where it's like, yeah, uh, the whole, yeah, that whole thing. Cause I mean, if they'll pull a, an airplane with a, you know, a message on the back of it, a billboard, put it on the highway, they'll try to find a way to advertise to you while you're sleeping. I know they will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's I, called I, your phone. Don't sleep next to it. Yeah, it'll be in the six G. It'll just be like <laughs> just broadcasting right to your right, right to your central nervous system. Actually, turn that shit off before I go to bed. We should get into the Faraday blankets uh, game. Oh, pretty yeah. saturated, or can we still get into that? I, the blankets say they're special and resell them. <laughs> just go to Goodwill. <laughs> 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 get all the blankets. You actually lining. get silver lining blankets, just, silver just, line blankets. Just quickly spray paint them with a bit of you know yeah. lead paint and just foil yeah. them. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> just unwrap a roll of foil in there. <laughs> we just unstitch one side, throw in some tin foil. <laughs> yeah. We sell it for like three hundred bucks. Genius. That's genius. It, it is. is genius. We should talk after. All right, we will. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys have been doing a this podcast. How many? How long have you guys been at this? You guys have over five hundred and something episodes. I saw today. Yeah, including Outlawed, it's probably seven hundred now. Uh huh. Oh my god. So how, how many years? Like, have you guys been podcasting? Uh, nine and a half. Nine and a half years. Damn, since two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve. Oh, uh, begin beginning of thirteen. Yeah. Okay. The podcast outlasted my marriage. It's not sad. Yeah, it's outlasted all my relationships too. I think. We're winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like the world ended in 2012, and then you guys were like, we got to do something. Let's start yeah, a paranormal yeah. podcast. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I I you know, I, I got to be on Outlaw. That was a fucking cool, fun show. Um, you guys are doing that on Rockfin. What are some of the what are some of the more interesting topics that you've covered? I mean, you guys have talked to a lot of people, um, but what 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 is what's the bread and butter stuff? Uh, well, we recently we talked about uh, the DB Cooper mystery um, because we were out with Brandon Powell actually at DB Cooper's son's Sky Pirate Ranch. We talked to him about that, so we we sort of think that's been solved, and we got to interview his son, um, but. That was just a little teaser on on Outlawed. We had uh, Gary McBride on recently, who's done the January sixth uh, all the footage review. Wow, he's reviewed all the footage from the uh, the big bad scary insurrection. Uh, we've had some vaccine injured uh, advocates on there, like Susie Olson Corgan recently. Um, the war on women with Isabella from Whose Body Whose Body Is It? Chris Knowles on transhumanism and the transgender agenda, that kind of stuff. So that's that's kind of where we've been heading these days. Yeah. Is the transgender agenda tongue twister? No. 
Can you say it five times fast? No, probably not. Just call it Chan's. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to come up with one too, but I was like, there's no way I'm not going to fuck this up. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> A very uh, anti status quo. That makes me happy. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mainstream agenda. Yeah, it's pretty much everything against that. I mean, that's where we're at right now. I mean, this is where the battle is. We're getting siloed right now into that. So we might as well fight back a bit. Say no yeah. to trannies. Just kids, so that's that's we only care about the kids. We don't care what adults do. Adults are free to do adult stuff. You know, that's up to you if you want to do that kind of stuff. But I we just get, you know, the kids are involved, it's not okay. And you, yeah, you're an authority, an authority to speak on it. Like, I don't have kids. Sometimes I wonder if I'm. You can still say that cutting kids' dicks off is not okay. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I just, well, that's my joke. It's like, I don't even have kids. Now I have to fucking raise yours, you know, uh, <laughs> people, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but I'm saying you are an <laughs> I'm not an authority. Let's not, let's not. <laughs> I have kids. Well, that's I'm what I mean. Authority. I probably, well, maybe I am. You're right. I am. I, you know, that, yeah, there's, there's something about to that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, if you're an adult, do whatever you want. But I mean, I, at this point, it's kind of turning into, it seems like, like it was night. It was like having Nikes at my school, you know, and everyone would look at you weird if you didn't have the shoes or the belt or the, pants or whatever you know the starter jacket whatever it was it's like uh it's it's a little bit of the ante is much higher at this point though yeah but they don't tell you when you're a kid that fitting in is bullshit exactly exactly <laughs> like, you don't want to be like everybody else and in fact you want to differentiate and like find your own path and like you don't realize that and this is where this group think comes in because you know you're afraid of, of of not fitting in and not being part of anything. But, you know, I've been an outlier my whole life and I fucking appreciate it more as an adult than I ever did as a kid. You know, as a kid, I had to suffer and, and not fit in. But like now I don't, I don't want to fit in anywhere that I don't belong. Don't, don't send me there. Don't, don't try to box me into the bullshit. Yeah. But, subscribe. We, but we also have, you know, uh, an inherent need to be a part of a group and to have, you know, friends and people around us too. So it's, it's really manipulative when you twist the head of a young impressionable, you know, teenager or something like that. It's like, you're saying, of course you appreciate it more now. Cause back then you had, you were like, who am I? What am I? I want to be with you know, party with, with you guys, you know, and like, you know, we grow out of that more and more as we get older, but it is part of our identity to want to be part of some sort of a group, you know? So there is that. And so if they can take all that energy and then transmute it into, you know, cutting their dick off or whatever, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just using <laughs> your words. Dan. Uh, those are your words. <laughs> then, you know, it, it could be a thing, right? Like it's a trendy thing, but it's, those are, that's high stakes. And I don't think people realize it, but it's like, well, you know, Brent, Brendan's Brenda now. And so I want to do this. And it's like, well, you are, you, you probably shouldn't make that decision yet, you know, but I remember no, wanting a motorbike and I got braces instead. You know what I'm saying? You got braces? Yeah. 
I think yeah. my kid needs braces. I got a crown it's today. Like one of them balls that you like, you chew on it, and it's supposed to like strengthen some muscles. So we're gonna try that. First. <laughs> the jaw, the jaw, the jaw, uh, the jaw ball, jaw, jaw ball, the jaw I breaker. Forget, there's like a special word for it, but we're gonna try that before the braces. Cool. How were the braces? You hated them. I didn't like. I just wanted a four wheeler, dude. You know, I was like, please. I just wanted something cool, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm glad ultimately that I had braces. I wish I would have taken better care of my teeth. That's something that I would say I'd pass that along to posterity, like take better care of your teeth. But, um, yeah, I mean, probably a good thing that I, I didn't really wear my retainer afterwards, but my teeth are pretty straight. So they look I concur good. on that statement. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a struggle. Teeth. yeah. I had my teeth behind the mic cause they're crooked as fuck. <laughs> I mean, if we were to take care of our teeth, I mean, you just lose them playing hockey anyway. So whatever. But like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine knocked out playing hockey as, a, as an adult. Damn, that's committed. <laughs> but I just wanted a Kuahara when we were, you know, I had to get the fake Kui as a kid. What, what is a Kuahara? It's a BMX. It was the trendy BMX bike back then in 1986 or whenever that was. Yeah, I remember. I remember the bikes. That's cool. We liked uh, to do, yeah, a lot of the the BMX, like racing, jump up, jump over the big, you know, hills and stuff, do some leaps. I definitely scared the crap out of myself and my mom a few times doing that. I didn't knock any teeth out, fortunately. So, so there's that. Nor did I cut my dick off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. He said on a BMX bike. <laughs> oh man. Hey, you now speaking speaking of uh, teeth and all that, it's like uh, you know someone said something really crazy to me the other day that I never realized. It's like healthcare cares from the neck down. I don't give a fuck about your mind. They don't care about your eyes. They don't care about your teeth. Like it's just not part of the thing. And I mean, I never put all that together. They don't care about your mental health. Like everything from the neck down, they're willing to fix, but all the important shit for us to communicate and see and be and hear nada. I don't care. They will cut off a chunk of your arm and make a penis out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no fucking mental health care. Yeah, no, no mental health. You know, fuck your hearing, fuck your eyes. We don't care. You're lucky. I heard that. I read someplace that said a teeth is a luxury. How the fuck is that a luxury? Like you need to mash your food up and digest it. Like that is not a luxury. Well, you should. Luxury is a car with leather interior. Well, you're gonna need. You don't need teeth to chew up crickets and insects and stuff, right? Yeah, you did. It would be like a you just suck it in through a straw. Yeah, they just hey, mash yeah. it up into butter. <clears throat> if you want to eat bugs, I mean, there is no more world hunger. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you eat some grubs. Are you? Do you think we should eat bugs, James? No, I actually like. Um, I like a full. I I like a full uh, spectrum of of foods. Um, definitely. Do not. You know, I would eat definitely eat some bugs if I was out hiking on the trail and hungry for sure. 
but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mandate it. I might. <laughs> oh, I think all the one percenters should eat bugs. Like let's, let's uh, let them fuck around with some bugs for a little bit. Yeah. It'd be nice to see, uh, see folks who are making all kinds of different edicts and rules actually have to live by those rules for, I don't know, a day, two days, you know, loopholes, man, loopholes, you know, there's a, there's a back door for all the people making rules. Anarchy. <laughs> Can't say enough about it. Yeah. Inform us. Oh, I mean, you know, a lot of people think it's the people running around freaking going crazy and doing whatever the hell they want, but it's really just growing some food and fucking have some chickens in the backyard and keep it to yourself. You know? So, you know, that's, that's frowned upon too now, you know, things like collecting rainwater and, and having urban gardens and, things like that does seem to be the end of the political journey you know you start as just a stupid kid leftist kid and then <laughs> the older you get you sort of get the center and then you, then you have some money and stuff and then you get conservative i don't want to give all my money i'm sick of paying all these fucking taxes the government is fucked holy fuck they're all criminal pedophiles we need to go into the bush and never talk to them again <laughs> pretty much pretty much the political journey hey that you know uh, <clears throat> i grew up on a community and uh a nonviolent community where my father um actually counseled people who were running from the running from uh the army who were awol from the army and so you know, we housed and fed people who came through who were actually on the run and uh you know like having that exposure at an early age really just gave me a disdain for you know that type of um just the government in general like you know the fact that now they own you because you sign a piece of paper because you're fucking hungry <laughs> draft you know? dodgers. yeah 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 i mean we definitely had a few draft dodgers we had people who walked off but um who who literally left battlefields and left their their bases and never went back and they would try to counsel them through uh, you know all their options and help them get canadian uh canadian um citizenship and things like that no wonder we're so weak <laughs> <laughs> you build your country full of draft dodgers <laughs> <in Vietnam. laughs> and now they just want to make us get these jabs for fuck's sake <laughs> Now everybody's folding up like a picnic table. <laughs> hey, man, job, the acronym for job is just over broke. That's some slave shit right there. You know, you got to have a, a purpose. That's that's really the activities you need to be engaging in. And, you know, having you know, think a job needs to be a means to an end to a, 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 a final goal that means something. Otherwise, it's just just a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder. I will say that, <clears throat> you know, for people who are trying to do it yourself, you know, and it, it just becomes it not I'm not to, you know, not to cloud the water or say anything negative It's still totally doable. But it's just it's almost like they just, they're, they're just more and more, you know, issues 
to have to navigate, you know? And Oh, and, I agree. Man, I, I walk a, a line that would make most adults cringe. I just took a 25,000 mile trip of 1500 bucks. <laughs> I think I made it happen. It was amazing. Had a great time. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people that would do what I've done to live my purpose. Like, you know, it's like, of course their purpose is completely different, but sure. it's, it's about belief when you're on purpose, the universe conspires for you. And, you know, it's this idea, this attachment and addiction to funding and money and like, and uh, needs that really dictate that idea that you need to get a job and, you know, and, you know, bad decisions that add up. And I don't have very many liabilities, so I can do whatever I choose to do with my time. Hell yeah. It takes a certain amount. I mean, it's, it, it takes a lot of courage to go out there and do, you know, do your thing and really differentiate and be who you are. It's not an, it's not an easy thing and it's not something that it's like you make the choice once and then it's just easy forever. I, one of my <laughs> it's favorite, a continuous choice. It's continuous. One of my favorite authors is uh, Stephen Pressfield. He wrote a book called the war of art. He's got a couple other ones. One of the things that he says is that, he agrees with you <clears throat> that the universe does conspire with you, but he says it also conspires against you. So like, as soon as you say that you're going to do a certain thing, there's going to be a bunch of resistance there. You know, the idea of balance. <clears throat> so it's like, I'm going to do this thing. And then all of a sudden in some form of resistance, it might even just be procrastination or something like that. Yeah. But that, gets yourself. <laughs> that gets in your way. And then, you know, once you overcome that, then you get that, that push, you know, the, the universe conspires with you as well. That seems to be uh, pretty accurate as far as uh, my experience goes. And, you know, it's been really cool watching you guys, especially over the past couple of years. I know it hasn't been easy, but I'd love to uh, talk a little bit about that. You know, we talked about it in Arizona a little bit, just finding something to believe in, something that you can, that works for you, you know. And uh, you guys are really doing, you know, your own thing. Still, doing other things too, but you're doing your own thing now. Uh, and that's a long road. I mean, since 2012, that's 10 years. It's, it's quite, the, yeah, quite it, the journey. It was, it was pretty weird because we had an opportunity to do this, um, this audiobook for a guest and I had, I had read the book and I was like very intimidated by narrating it. But I was already thinking about narrating books. Like I was going to narrate a D&D &D book and my friends, uh, how to see a UFO book and this recovery book. And I had narrated the, the, uh, the big book when I got sober in like 19 or sorry, 2008. So like these weird things came to me, um, that sort of started to line up. And then we started, Darren and I were sort of trying to, trying to sort of manifest like multiple revenue streams and like, how do we sort of, sort of build this and not in, not in a way like, but just in an organic way still. Right. So I had to overcome this fear because my initial reaction is no, I've got a job. I can't do that. I, I got to say no. And I talked to Darren and, and then I was like, why, why aren't I just facing my fear and do it? Like just saying yes to this. And then, and then it opened up this huge floodgate, just going through that fear at first and then saying yes. And then, um, you know, we read a bunch of books, regardless of this is what I think is part of the thing. The action that helps manifest these things is just doing the stuff, right? It's not worrying about if you're going to get paid for it and all. It's like most of the things that I've been successful at, I had a, a stint either volunteering with them or just doing them for free at first, like the podcast, audiobooks, 
even painting. I helped sort of somebody paint and volunteered to paint an addiction uh, place that that opened up more doors for me. So just a- taking that action, I think, helps. So then we got to the point where we had this kind of like back catalog of recordings and I was, um, I quit my job. I decided to quit my job and we just make a go at this. Like I'll just sort of take a leap of faith with the podcast and these books and, and talk about like universe conspiring. I mean, all of a sudden we somehow Darren managed to get these books published that we had already done all at once. We got a couple of really good ones out and then audible and, and that whole process tightened up. They tightened up their, whole system so we were able to get a whole bunch more through and then all of a sudden like everything kind of came together at the right time and was able we were able to sort of make a go of it um and it really when i think back of it now i'm like wow that was pretty kind of risky but not but it did really come together i mean we would have made it work anyways but it it really felt like everything sort of clicked into place all at once yeah that's cool hey darren yes <laughs> <laughs> we were probably doing the events at the same time. I mean, it all sort of started, started doing it all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The events thing is really cool too, that you guys especially did it in the face of freaking COVID, you know, um, that was one of the coolest experiences just because I hadn't been around people at all, you know, as we, and not all of us, it was that way, you know? So it was, damn cool was that this year that was just this year right that was just this year yeah it's crazy it hasn't yeah, been the very a year. beginning was it february beginning february february yeah, yeah that's so right we already done three by then we did three in 2021 i want to say we had three we did have two scheduled for 2020 but we had to cancel them or we didn't cancel them we postponed them because like the venues were closed from the like they just refunded our plane tickets. They're like, you ain't going anywhere, motherfuckers. And uh, so we pushed all the 2020 stuff up to 2021. So we did, yeah, we did three events over all that COVID hysteria. We had a COVID super spreader event where Hey, I've been to super spreader events all year long and, and yeah. I can't catch that shit if I tried. You would have caught it at this one. Oh yeah, we all got but it. Yeah, 22 we, of everybody us. got it. And mm-hmm. then we crossed an international border with COVID, which was an experience in itself. Graham was in the back all sick. They're yelling at him. So I started yelling at the lady and then Graham starts yelling at me. <laughs> it was fun. That's so awesome. what did you, what did you mean, uh, Owen, about about it's harder nowadays to do it on your own? Like, did, I just, you, what, did you mean like economy wise, or it's it's just becoming saturated, or what? What what what's your thought? A little bit I, of everything. I think it's a little bit of yeah, it's a little bit of both of those things, it, and it kind of depends on what you're trying to do, right? It's 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 a bit of finding your own way too, because I mean, a lot of people will just start a podcast, like cool, but I mean, do they have like an end goal for that? Is that like? you know, what's their business model. There's all these different comedians. Now they're putting out their own specials. They each have their own business model, the way that they're doing it. Like Stavro Salkias, you know, puts up these short clips, you know, all leading up to his, you know, one hour special that comes out in two months. Great business model. Definitely. It works. Uh, <clears throat> but th- contrast that to somebody else and they have a completely different strategy. And I think it, it's just, it, you have to find what works for you because everyone wants to sell this, like, this homogenized, you know, uh, already put together 
thing. And you're just supposed to take that and copy it. And then you're going to have all the success in the world. But then you just become a carbon copy or like a parody, literally, of whatever it is that you're emulating. <clears throat> so it's difficult in, in that manner. <clears throat> but I think also the economy, too, is definitely really uh, been challenging lately. And you got to understand it's, it's hurting everybody. Like if you're offering a service or if you want a service, you know, and you're like, I really want to work with you or I really want to do this thing but I can, I can't, I can't swing it right now, you know? So, um, so it is kind of a new economy, I think. And a lot of the older models are fading away and that's always going to happen. There's always going to be new challenges that we have to face and new predicaments and situations. Uh, but I think just, uh, customizing that template and finding your own path, uh, that's, that's where the, that's the, that's the beauty. I think that just, uh, that that's <laughs> uh, that's really cool. Uh, Joe, I see Joe Roop in the chat. He's he just uh, he just linked the the pimp hand. What was that book that Brandon was talking about? Uh, <laughs> it's like a it's like a pimp book that came out pimp in the seventies. Pimp oh games. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. We're not talking pimping tonight, are we? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is Joe is Joe Roop the anonymous Facebook user? Yeah, he is. Oh my god. <laughs> Iceberg Slim, he says. That's the name of the guy. Unless you get the app for Rockfin on and let Facebook talk to Rockfin, everybody's gonna be anonymous. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, he's not doing that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, you know, in this type of economy, you know, the way to really thrive is to save people time and save people money or give people information that can help them make money. And, you know, somewhere in the, in there, there, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the economy is or how bad inflation is, people are still business as usual and they have to, they have to meet their bottom lines and, you know, providing those, those, um, extras and help people services, get through that yeah, yeah services, services that get yeah. through that yeah um it is a way and you know it's like if you help someone connect some dots they're gonna pay for it if it helps them uh, move farther through their goals yep be of service to people it's yeah that's part of the i think that's part of the the trick which goes full circle on sucking dick for cock <laughs> there we go <laughs> I knew we'd get to I knew we'd get into some deep territory tonight you know, <laughs> you know some paranormal uh, astral sexual favors well you know I mean if you read the Robert Monroe books he does talk about sex is a thing you know in the in the in the astral as well he's talking about and that and that always too just recently what well we had a guest on that was uh astral sex in and astral fighting and turned out to be a goddess in the end she turns out to be god of the universe isn't what? that fun? <laughs> nobody's ever a fucking janitor in their past <laughs> life you know no no, I mean? no 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 this is now we haven't got it we didn't okay. want to go there but current, this is now. current. Yeah. god okay well hey all right I, I, hey you I, know everybody's deciding who they want to be called something nowadays so you might as well just hop yeah. in the bandwagon just go for the highest level altogether. I mean, you know. Absolutely. So I do have a weird paranormal thing talking about dreams and all that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to just give you a heads up right now. Is um, Honestly, I can't talk about it. What? Because when, 
What do you mean? What you know? This is like, <laughs> like oh yeah, I can't talk about it. I no, no, but, no. There's just well, there's a story behind it because when I talk about it, it happens, right? And it and it can't happen. I mean, it's a oh, it's yeah. a protection it's, thing. Oh, for somebody. Fucked it up. It's too late. No, no, no. It's not. No, no, no. I'm not saying anything I more. But I mean, this is how powerful this stuff is, right? Like it is. This powerful. is the. I mean, there's there's other shit going on in other realms. And if I every fucking time I I talk about late. it, it happens. Wait, you fucked up. No. Yep. No. Nope. I'm sorry. No. I'm hey, not, you know, no. speaking of paranormal stuff, um, I actually live in the oldest town in Tennessee, and they literally have um, paranormal tourism, where you can tour like the inn and these, you know, co slave quarters and all these places, and they rent you equipment, and you can like uh, play go Ghostbusters. You know, I mean. It's not something that uh, I'm going to regularly engage in with my heavy schedule of activities, but um, I find it really interesting that, you know, it's right around the corner and, and you know, there somebody's, you know, pulling, pulling cash in on that. Yeah, I'm not much of a ghost hunter, but I mean, I, I do believe in it all. So what do you think ghosts are? Uh, I think it's multiple things. This kind of this is going to be my answer to everything. Almost is multiple things, but I think it could be leftover sort of energy, energy stuff, and also um, I'll have to I'll have to think about my other answers. Darren, Darren, what do you think? Fake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's uh, somebody's soul that's escaping? Maybe it is. Maybe this could be. The other thing I've been thinking lately is is that it could be humans, um, masters, masters that are actually just uh, showing themselves to people in other realms. Like it's not even a ghost; it's somebody in this world, a human in this world that's messing with yeah. us. Yeah, they're just astrally projecting. It's just Joe. Yeah, that's you know, Aunt Susie. It's fucking Joe Roop. That's exactly what. <laughs> What I've noticed for sure is that you guys have all thought about that way more than I have. <laughs> I, guess I just take ghosts for granted. My grandfather used to tell us some doozy ghost stories and they were so creepy and he had perfected them. You know, he had his whole life to just scare the shit out of his grandchildren to figure out these stories. And that's basically what he would do. And just I have had a true though. I, they were think he was fucking with you. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to maybe, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> maybe you tell some of those stories and you just believe that they happened. Can you, you tell know? us one now? I'll tell, I'll tell <laughs> one for sure. There was a, there's a couple and there was one where like my grandfather and my grandmother, they lived in Kentucky. This is one of the most memorable ones uh, for a long time. All his family is from Kentucky. And so they went up there for a family reunion into this backwoods holler somewhere. And then they're driving out and it's late at night. And so they're driving out, they're driving down a dirt road. And when they're driving down the dirt road, they see this uh, like store, like a general store open. There's a lady in there dusting the shelves. The lights are on and there's a man just sitting out in the front, just rocking in his rocking chair. And they walk up and ask the guy, you know, for directions uh, because they got lost. And so the guy was like, yeah, so if you just turn back this way, go down here, you'll be, you know, right where you need to be. That's all you got to do. So they get in the car and they turn around and they start driving that way. And they say that as they're driving, this dirt road just gets narrower 
and narrower. Like the trees are just kind of coming in further and further and further and further. And, and then they just turned around uh, because it was just almost no road anymore. And they turned around and went back. And when they drove back by that general store, wasn't even there. It was just gone. And they somehow made it back to Georgia. Oh, I love it. Like a time slip and everything in there, maybe. Oh, that sounds lucky. They were just smoking weed. They got <laughs> <laughs> We had a tiny little ghost encou- ghost uh, thing happening when we were 16, probably 1986, 1985. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it must have been 85, probably. And my friend's uh, dad, they had this house with a turret with a tower in it. And... Um, it was supposed to be haunted from this old. So this is what makes me think there is something to the, the people left over, right? The, the people's energy that are left over. So we were up there uh, like hot box in the turbo. We we're taking pictures in the dark. And then when we got them developed. Hot boxing in 1985. God damn gangster. So I mean, Chicha job was hot boxing. <laughs> <laughs> in the seventies. But how old were you in 1985, Ted? I was no, fi- I was 15. I mean, uh, we all right. Uh, we hotboxed the Camaro. So get get this. We we hot went up to the top Camaro. of this hill. I always think he's a dork, but he was just dude, a gangster. <laughs> dude, we were we hot, we couldn't even light the lighters in there. We were like, why aren't the lighters going anymore? There, there's no oxygen left in the car to light the lighters. I mean, were you guys passing out? I I puked up twelve donuts in a big mound of dough. And you're blaming the weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, you should blame the ghost. Like, oh my God. Bloop. No, this is a different story completely. Uh. <laughs> so, so we're in this turret taking pictures and we get the pictures developed and there's a picture of like a cummerbund and an orb and a glove and like a shape of a guy, right? Like glowing uh, the same color. And, and um, they, they, it matched sort of like this description of this, who this ghost was supposed to be. And then there was a second picture of an orb, I think, too. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, her mom was like, just leave that alone. Like, she was totally trying to warn us against it, right? Because I think we're even playing with the Ouija board in school a little bit and stuff, too, back then. But, uh, yeah, that's just, I mean, just something little. But, I mean, it was prevalent enough back then that it definitely was something weird on the film there. Yeah, I've never played with a Ouija board. Those things give me the absolute creeps. I mean, what are people thinking? Toy you know, I seen Ouija boards at the toy store the other day. Oh, yeah. They're, that's yeah, where they, that's, that's where you buy them. They buy them, yeah. It's like there's that's a it. Mr. Potato Head right here. Or a potato head. Oh fuck. I just got canceled. Out. All Dude, the other stuff was fine. And then <laughs> and then a Ouija board right beside that. You know, these two things are not really don't be summoning and doing incantations, man. That's like it's just not a good. Oh play. yeah, I know. I mean, if if I would have, it's so funny. Then playing D and D in school and stuff, and then realizing after nine years of podcasting that most of the shit is real. <laughs> You've been D and D in for thirty five years. No, 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 no. What? I don't know. I just started a couple of years ago. I'm just yeah. telling you, like, oh, and as a kid, you just thought, oh, this is all just sort of make-believe stuff. But then once you start really looking into stuff, it's like, oh, wow, there's much of this stuff is actually, there's something there. Wait a second. You mean the, the current established timeline for human history ain't real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, oh, my exactly. God. I, I got to go, go, go back to the books now. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, you know, no, the hobbits and giants and dragons and magic and, and, you know, paranormal and other realms and all this stuff. Yeah. That's what's crazy. I mean, you know, it's for me, 
I kind of got into this whole libertarian sort of mindset and maybe like 2012, whatever. Um, still a fan of all those principles and stuff, but I got into like objectivism and like, Oh, well, if it doesn't make sense, it's not rationally, it's not there. It's not real. And uh, it's like, well, <clears throat> there are so it's many more dynamics. Adults. And so, yeah, so many, so many more experiences um, that are beyond that. And things can make sense and feel good too. That I needed to learn that. That took me even longer, you know, <laughs> but, but the idea is just like, you, yeah, like all these ideas, all these different, specific it's like i got gordy right now in the chat he's saying we need to talk about winged pantherines i i know we do i can't wait to hear what happens with this conversation but if you would have told me that 10 years ago i would have been like you know <laughs> you know you can't uh if you can't explain it right like even things into like intuition and emotion which are very clearly obviously things you know that we experience uh, even even those things I was in sort of a denial about, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean all these uh, different experiences, the paranormal experiences that I'd had earlier, were always still in the back of my mind. Uh, I told Joe not too long ago when I, that I saw some sort of weird ghosty demon thing once when I was uh, in high school, and it was real weird too because I was just laying in bed, and I don't, I guess it could have been a dream, I guess. I don't, I don't think it was, but I, but I was just laying in bed and this like angelly, like white translucent, like thing with some wings. Speaking of Gordy, uh, <clears throat> was like hovering and floating above me. The wings weren't doing anything, but it was just hovering there and it's head. You know, I said to it, you know, are you like of God or like, are you of, you know, Jesus? I was a, a Christian at the time. And, uh, and at the time, you know, uh, what happened was its head went from being like this to being like cocked over like this sideways. It like rolled sideways to its head and then started moving and shaking its head sideways forward. Yes. And no looked like a yes really was saying no. It was super confusing. Uh, but, uh, but that shit freaked me out, you know, but I never forgot that. Like it was always there in the back of my head. So even when I'm, you know, trying to be rational and logical and be like, well, everything has to make sense perfectly, you know, and I'm skeptical and all that. And I think a lot of skeptics being too skeptical, it can really suck the magic out of, of whatever it is that you're trying to do anyways. But, but those little things were always just in the back of my head uh, and just always triggering me to, you know, think a little bit more broadly, maybe even to feel uh, broadly, not just think um, about, that kind of stuff. I can't remember exactly what <laughs> what inspired me to tell that story uh, again, but um, but yeah, maybe a little bit of Gordy. He's been having giants and dogmen dominating his dreams, and you know that's that's where it gets crazy. Like we might we might see giants. Who who freaking knows? You know, like I know there's been a lot of uh, articles and stuff about giants. Have you guys done? any in any poking around into the giants of the early 1900s and any of that kind of stuff yeah 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 we did a couple of shows on on that a lot of articles in the papers and yeah i think that's a fascinating topic it's we crazy gary, yeah we had gary wayne on talking about the genesis 6 conspiracy so talking about the bloodlines and the giants yeah i gotta listen to that episode brandon powell is all in on the giants oh really i didn't know that yeah, that's he, great they made the pyramids and everything yeah that's well that's what i i think that wasn't they didn't necessarily make them through strength but 
I think they were the ones that had the technology to basically like melt that granite, that kind of, that, that kind of technology. I mean, I'm totally just going out of my ass here, making stuff up. There's no evidence to for this, but, <laughs> but, but this is my sense right now is that, and they got, they got taken, <laughs> taken out. Like they got, ta- they were at the point where they're making things bigger and bigger. Like the snake brothers of the serpent did a great presentation on our YouTube. Um, if it's still up, if our YouTube is still up on, it's called unfinished and it's about all these, uh, ancient megalithic buildings from Egypt and all over the world, but they were left. Like, it's like somebody dropped the tools and they were left. So there's like scrapings. It almost looks like you sort of, you like, uh, like scraped an ice cream scoop off of this granite, you know, like scooping the, what would they call it? The ma- the magic ice cream scoop kind of thing. Right. So, and I think that the, there somebody had some, a secret society had use, had use of this technology all over the world and they got taken out. And maybe that has to do with the giants and stuff like that. And that's how it all stopped. I mean, or it was a huge cataclysm. Like maybe it was the big flood, who knows, but, or maybe it was both, but it seems like all over at one point, everything stopped in the middle of working. Hmm. So, I mean, there, there is sort of some ancient tales about and myths about giants being more powerful mentally and, and, uh, spiritually as well so maybe they maybe they were kind of like a different race that had different powers you know well there's that those elongated skulls right that people say uh they found uh these skulls that would have contained a lot more brain matter in them in certain areas south america i think and egypt too and then you know a lot of people will say well people you know human beings had done that and like you know try to trepanate or whatever they call them right and like sort of mimic that but it seems like these other skulls were different yeah they had a larger volume inside the actual skull so they were probably the humans were you know mimicking this and trying to sort of you know take that steez the pointy head the cone head steez you know so to speak. And I and I do think it might have been there's people mentioning sonic levitation or sound waves and stuff, and I I kind of do think that's where it ends up as well. But like the same technology that used to scrape this this granite probably was moving these big blocks too, you know, just a different version of it or something. But maybe it was like some sort of sonic technology. And I heard gongs. Gongs, right? Yeah. That's what it. That's what it is. I heard somebody say that they they just pour the bricks there, like on the on the on the uh, like on the on the pyramid, and then you just uh, somehow pour the brick, and then pour the next brick. Which I had never heard that theory before. Uh, sounds practical, but also difficult as well. Because you got to. Well, how do you that. get? How do you get the molten right liquid up the up exactly. the same thing? I mean, that's going to take the same amount of volume and weight to. You know, is it going to cool off in, in a certain amount of time too? I don't know. So we're still at a stalemate. There's no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, hey, it's good. Somebody's thinking they're putting yeah. shit on the table. You know, like, like you know, it was the juice. <laughs> yeah, Darren knows he's not afraid to say it. You know, right when the con- Kanye comment came into the chat, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. If anybody in the chat wants to share a ghost story or a paranormal story, uh, you can hop in here and, and do that. Uh, love to hear it. I've shared, I've shared two of mine, I got still got one more. Uh, not for not yet. I'm not going to share it yet. I think I have one more, one more for my grandfather. 
for sure. That, but he used to tell us those stories he, and my grandmother too. Like they would tell us those stories and I swear to God, we, we, we'd be so scared. I, th- I, th- I think they were real. I really do. I think that, uh, I think they, I think they, I think some, they, like my grandfather did like to pull people's legs, but for whatever reason, I, he seemed so convinced every time he'd tell us these stories. And, uh, I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been trippy. Maybe that has something to do with the whole effect on, on me, you know, with the, with the, Looking at spiritual stuff. Here's the thing with, you know, things that are scary and fear just as a representation and a model for the unknown, you know, and like, what the fuck is the difference between a spirit in another realm that's trying to communicate with you and a ghost? And, and how do you, how do you differentiate between the two? And, and how do you, how do you know, like, you know, what, what one is what, you know, it's like, well, you it's ask it, of, it's a lot of and then its head rolls over sideways yeah. and starts rocking forward and back. You're like, is that a knot or a shake? <laughs> I can't tell, motherfucker. What is this? Yeah, that's maddening, you know. And but it's but but fear and the unknown. You're exactly right. Like those two things are definitely hand in hand. We have to face our fears and acknowledge the things that we don't know and embrace the fact that you know it's easier. What was the quote again, Graham? It's easier to. Fool convince. somebody than to convince them they've been fooled. Fool somebody, and that's that's a beautiful quote. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely gonna hold on to that one. And slap people in the face with it. <laughs> so, Darren, you don't believe in ghosts. I didn't say that. I was okay. Just, <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm agnostic. I've okay. Never seen a ghost, but I've heard some people that I believe said they seen ghosts. So you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna belittle their experience. I'm agnostic. Fair enough. What about aliens? Huh, like the I better what about know. ghost aliens. <laughs> ghost aliens. <laughs> I don't know. Aliens are probably eh, maybe coming. I don't know. Would you, you think they're coming? Oh, that's the next. That's the next. Uh, Hegelian dialectic. Hey, everybody, pull together. They're attacking our world. Exactly. Let's get rid of these. Let's get rid of these borders. Let's have a uh, one religion and one money and like fight these that's other so beings off planet. And, you know, there'll probably just be some fucking, some AI, like, animations and shit and some stage stuff. And they're like, hey, if we all come together, it'll be good. Tupac's back. It's like pretty <laughs> um, I, You know, the aliens are probably out there. I'm not sure that they're visiting or, like, that we're C-setting them. Maybe we are. Maybe we do. I don't know. I, I, I'm agnostic on that, too. Hey, you know, uh, it's like... The idea that you you go to different worlds and shit by hopping in a tin can with rockets is really just silly to me. I mean, you know, if you really get into you know some hermeticism and stuff, and you get into that deep meditation, you realize that space travel is done. You're this fucking spaceship, an ancient philosophy. Yeah, I mean, I think they they went to the moon or whatever, but now they don't have. The technology anymore. They lost. They lost the stuff too. We lost the. We lost the. They have every piece of information pretty much ever on Google. You know what I mean? (laughs) But they don't have the technology to go back to the moon. But we're going to Mars. We're going. We're going to Mars, bro. I'm. I'm trying. I'm. I'm interested to see how the like talk about egregores and and stuff from like Stavish, but. 
or even just our sort of um, increasing awareness of what's going on. I'm, I'm interested in the, in the, how the phenomena is going to respond to our accelerated disclosure because disclosure is happening, whether the government wants it to or not, people are sort of realizing there's stuff happening from other realms. Somebody mentioned portals in the chat. Like how will the phenomena respond to this many more people now believing in something else? That's going to, I think that's going to cause an acceleration. Acceleration. My, Awareness. Oh, what kind of awareness? Of other things, like this non-material reality. Like it's gonna blow people's minds so open. I'll you know, something, or I'll just suddenly believe it. Uh, no, you, it'll increase. The phenomena will increase. Maybe it's already increasing. There's orb, like there's these like weird little orbs skittering, skittering in and out of things. There's way more of that action happening. There's like stuffs happening. But it's just discerning what's fake and what's not. What it, what are they faking and what's what's real? What's the real phenomenon now? And none of us are going to believe it. That's the problem, right? They came out with the UFO thing. It's like, oh man, we've been talking about this for decades, and you you haven't acknowledged it. Now we're supposed to believe you when you say that it's here. Well, belief comes through real experience, right? Or like your understanding comes through over experience. Belief comes through someone else's experience. You know, it's like you could tell me all day, all day with the news and, and TV and whatever and beat me over the head with that concept. But if you go out in the fucking desert and you see a fucking UFO, you, that verifies your experience and gives you some, some something to hold on to, a reference point. Because up until you experience things for yourself, it's just shit that people told you. Yeah. Yeah, the aliens is, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you, Darren. Uh, I'm a, I'm pretty agnostic about it. I mean, I think if there are like it's kind of the same thing as ghosts, where they're like in interdimensional beings. Like I'm I'm with you, James. It's like what do they need a ten ship that's fly? You know that spins around. Like they don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, you know, they've already, you know, figured out how to shift from dimensions or something they've, they've figured something out that's maybe what if maybe. it's just like we're like, just fucking with us i mean nazis, I'm a comedian. the nazis from the moon or the 2022 simulation it's running on this beat up old hard drive it's been a <laughs> hundred fucking times there's some dinosaur shit on there still <laughs> over once in a while the big foot all this stuff is just glitches in the matrix i like it that's interesting yeah yeah the um yeah i think we're going to talk about that actually uh a buddy of mine is a programmer i'm trying to get him and uh i think i got another person as well to <clears throat> but probably space is fake and nothing leaves low earth orbit yeah i i think that's probably accurate too probably Probably. But who knows? Yeah. What, a road. What, a, what a thing to say. Yeah. Hey, you got to hop in a can and find out for yourself. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's that's what it all boils down to. Is our experience can only go as far as what we actually go and, and check out and get our hands on and taste and touch and feel and smell. And, you know, like, um, you know, fucking Kirk, Captain Kirk didn't go above high orbit when they shipped him off off planet. You know, it's like, you know, give me some some physical tangible concepts to hang on to theories i mean theories are fucking theories and there will always be theories until proven and, and you know so like th these things are, are neat musings and uh cool concepts but you know, i have to you know 
come from the belief. Like, I know if I could interdimensional travel and check out fucking inept humans from another perspective and fuck with them all day, I mean, I'd be, I'd be amusing myself left and right. You know, it's just like Simmons and pancakes. That's a uh, straight out of Robert Anton Wilson's book. <laughs> Oh, where yeah. the aliens just leave pancakes on dude's door and shit. Like especially when we're about to either like destroy ourselves or leave the planet. I mean, this is like the this is like the final chapter in, in their, you know, in their tourism trade, right? They're like, you gotta go see the earth. We gotta go see the earth before shit goes down, man. They're, they're either gonna leave this planet or blow it up. They're gonna be extinct. Dude, I, yeah, like my nukes are real. I think when I die, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> And then I'm gonna have a bowl in my hand and a lighter and like look over at my friend and be like, holy shit, that was crazy. And then he's gonna be like, don't hit it again, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's no telling. You, uh, the hard up, drive. you wake up on your desk in like fifth grade history. I guess you don't have history in the fifth grade. What do you have in the fifth grade? You have like, are you a boy, girl, or a transsexual? That's what you have in the fifth grade now. Yeah. That's what I we're like talking about today. I'm going to wake up from this and, and probably die from this and probably wake up on my first acid trip. <laughs> like, do it all over, dude. When was that? Oh, uh, that's undisclosed. But you know, it was an early, <laughs> early enough, early enough age to like to really let me know, like, fuck authority, yeah. fuck anybody that claims they know what the fuck is going on. His parents were like, "We can either go see this physician that'll work on you, uh, you know, uh, give some acid, bath or." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, every day it seems like it just gets more and more ludicrous out in the world. Breaking down. The, the simulation is breaking apart. That's why I'm a comedian, because I just get to laugh all, all the way to my demise. It's just too funny. It's like it, it, it can't. Sometimes it's so funny, it just doesn't seem like it could be real. Like it just seems so absurd. And it just, when I, when I don't think it could be any more absurd, something new fucking comes along and be like, here you go. And it's just like, all right, it just confirms. I mean, I, I really thought I was in a simulation when I was 16 and uh, I had this epiphany and I told all my friends and they're like, yeah, whatever. And now 25 years later, all some of the smartest people in the world are like, we're in a simulation. <laughs> like, yeah, I was thinking about that before it was even a topic. It's possible. It's plausible for sure. We yeah. just had Rizwan Verk on uh, the regular Grand America show. Um, his latest book was the simulated multiverse. So he gets into that and the Mandela and all, all kinds of stuff. He's, he's great. Um, he's kind of been a, a tech guy for so long and he's going into the PhD in this stuff, but Whoa. yeah, his, his version, like he really gets into the multiverse thing, which is pretty fascinating. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one out too. That's this is why I don't sleep. There's constantly something new to dig into. <laughs> it is a problem. It really is. It's like I need to focus on me, but it's like I want to. I want to. It's it's back to that dilemma of like original thought versus you know knowing what's going on and understanding what other people have said, so that you can take what they have done and built on that. You know, it's like if I just started from zero. I would be like. I don't, I, I might just be discovering, you know, some silly thing, but you know what? I think 
a lot of people don't realize that the answer for their human experience is with inside of them. It's not in everybody else's experience. And, the and they don't meditate and they don't look within themselves and they don't give themselves enough credit because there's a fucking thing from a cult of scientism to call a PhD that all of a sudden you can't fucking know anything unless there is an authority. Right. And so everybody grows up thinking they have to listen to an authority and they don't realize that they're the authority of their own life. They're giving all their power away. And like the deeper that I go in into my thoughts, the, the deeper my creativity goes, the deeper my insights go, the deeper everything goes versus trying to find answers outside of me. But there's great. It's great to like do research and and find common points and 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 um, consistencies and, uh, you know, draw conclusions and have conversations with people about these things. You know, it's um. But really, those answers are inside of you. And and the more people you try to find the answers outside of you, the more that it's just going to be a confusing fucking pile of craziness. Agreed. I like it. And Will's in the chat. He's got some yeah, good questions. <laughs> you know, how come nobody has created an Air Force out of Merkabas to fly through the astral <laughs> realm and take down the creeps in power? Exactly. These are the, like, these are the kind of questions. That's the kind of help hey, we need. Like, that's I, I don't have Merkaba. I got a Cosahedron. I'm fucking, I got a fleet. I'm fucking doing that shit, Will. You fucking can't give me the plans. Come on down. We'll fucking, we'll rage. I'll show you how to build that shit. <laughs> that was like the shape of the ufo i saw like a dodecahedron or an icosahedron split in that half was the jews too yeah yep. that, was in, that was in israel yeah it was in tel aviv and the halves were rotating against themselves and the whole thing was spinning on its axis it pretty much looked like like a d20 split in half yeah that's cool so what was that? I mean, that was a Merkaba type thing almost, but, uh, you know, I don't think it was aliens now. I mean, maybe I thought it was when I was younger, but now I think it's just some sort of weird black project that's, you know, pretty racist. around for way long. That was back in 1990. So. Those things shouldn't have been flying around, apparently. Are you high then, too? I think so. <laughs> no, I, I think we were probably uh, just having a few beers. I don't think, I think Israel was pretty, I don't know if we were smoking a lot of doobies in Israel. They're pretty cutthroat. Well, Egypt was too, and we managed to do it there. So I don't know. Managed to sneak one onto the pyramid. Well, that was back in the day when you could walk, up, when you could climb the pyramids a bit. Whoa. I'm going to try again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got three weeks to prepare, don't, homie. Don't forget to bring your D, don't I've forget never, to bring your DMT hitter for the for the king's chamber. I've never been more. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> What's a TR three B? That's know. a triangle, like the triangles, uh, uh, the black the black triangles. I don't speak geek. <laughs> 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 a good movie rise of the tr3b is pretty good actually it talks about how many how many uh how many international space programs have that symbol in their logos and stuff it's pretty cool oh, and then there's completely that. blonde about that what is i don't even know i've never even heard that reference before 
I think it's it's just like the you know honestly I don't even know if it's the real name but it's just the nickname that these black triangles have had like TR for triangle three B. Um, oh, okay. It's like the big black silent triangles basically that we made, not you know the black manta, yeah, that we made, not uh, from aliens. I mean, I think the tech was probably stolen from aliens, but. That, or that's the narrative, you know, but we made these black ones, I think. I mean, that's my biggest beef about the UFO thing is who's flying around in the big black triangles. Right. Silent, yeah. fast, you know, I mean, you, we saw a plane go over us like a big uh, uh, F-16, I think. No, not an F-16, uh, a C-16 or a C-17, maybe one of those big cargo, cargo planes like 50 or hundred feet over us in the grand coulee in Washington. And it just went flying through the coulee and it was so fucking loud. And that's the thing about UFOs. Like you see UFOs and they're making zero sound at all, you know, and they're flying, zipping, zipping this way and that way on some sort of energy system that we are not allowed to know about. That's the, that's the, I think that's the key part. We're stuck here fighting over fossil fuels and carbon and CO2, and they're flying around in black triangles. <laughs> well, I mean, they always have the good stuff. It's true. I mean, if you go back to like 1960s, right, when these disclosure things, they're talking about flying saucers. It's like, if you saw one of those, you just make fun of it now. You know what I mean? Like, nice jalopy, bro. Like, what are you? You're so late to the party. Like, Look at, we can see on. the rivets, dude. Yeah, come on. That's the CIA's version of oh, UFOs. That's, that's vintage. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's like an old UFO. People in the 50s were going to buy that shit. You know, like, um, now they have, now we're more sophisticated. And uh, we've been watching TV for 50 years. And now they need to, you know, up their game. So, yeah, I mean, you got the stealth bomber, and these are things we know about, right? Like, the stealth bomber apparently flies completely silently. Oh, um, I had one to fly over me in the, Mex the New Mexico desert on I-40, and that fucking thing was loud and scary. And, like, we were the only car on the road, and they purposely did a flyover and fuck with us. And uh, I can tell you it wasn't that quiet. Is it a stealth or a B2? A it stealth? was a stealth. It was a definitely like one of those crazy, like a uh, triangle, like the weird W. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fucking awesome. I mean, that thing was amazing looking. I, I still got, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about how cool it was. Um, I mean, it rumbled the whole car. It, it like blew up dust and like, it, it, I mean, it, it was it was insane. Like I'd never experienced anything like that before. Like they were definitely like, hey, look at that car. Let's fuck with them. Yeah, I would, and you know, back to it, you know, I would too. Like the Simmonton pancakes, or like the look at these two stoners are definitely let's fuck with them, and you're in a stealth bomber, just like a flop. <laughs> I, yeah, I cannot blame them. Um, <clears throat> no, but that's crazy. I mean, like, yeah, you, you look at the, the evolution of the technology, I don't think, I don't know, maybe people. And then it goes back to that whole like theory, right? Like if you don't have a category or a place for it on your map, then you can't identify it anyway. Um, so, you know, maybe those things were scooting around in the fifties too, but people just couldn't really identify them or they thought they were crazy or, you know, put them in a, a home for stuff like that. You know what I mean? So uh, it's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to know. I tend to go with a more like interdimensional 
sort of thing. Like you, that's more my speed. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know there's shit out there because of the sleep paralysis fucking shit, you know, like that's, that's where that, that whole thing, uh, just, yeah, that's been something that I've had to deal with consistently, even past seeing some weird ghost whose head swiveled and, and twisted and stuff. See, that sounds more insane to me. Like I can't even identify with that, but to me that sounds crazier than ghosts not being it's able scarier. to move your body and like, and, uh, and being, you know, a, a, Milk a captive audience to whatever the hell is going on in, in, in that um, experience. Yeah, I mean it, and it's weird too because sometimes, like they, the the beings themselves have come off as different things. Like one time, I thought it was my dad joking me, dude, and that's horrifying. I'm already scared. You wake up, you can't really breathe, you can't move, and you can't scream. So, like, what what you really want to do is like move, breathe, and scream. Those are the big like three, and you can't do any of them. And so, like, it just it just sometimes it feels like. It seems like there's a woman that's just sitting on your chest, like sucking dick for cock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's scary. That's way scarier than any ghost story. But there's just no uh, components of a story, so you're like you, you you tell what happened to you and it's done. Sometimes, I mean that's old. That's ancient, right? The old hag, the old hag stuff, right? Goes yep, that's way, right. way back. The old hag. Sometimes, thing, right? It's just in the corner. It's just a voyeur. It just wants to watch the incubus know? and succubus. Yep. I mean, this is what I, I wonder what the ancients did with these NDEs and these other sort of paranormal experiences, right? Come back from an NDE with special powers. Like, are people going to think of you as a demigod, or are they going to try and mimic that? <laughs> Go well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Uh, hey, I forgot that was there. <laughs> no, I mean, well, that's yeah, that's the weird part about it too. Like a skill, will that's more of a te- contemporary phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> Thursday night. I homie. mean, maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe that was happening like three thousand years ago too. You never know. Yeah, it's, they say it's the oldest, uh, the oldest, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, trade or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the sleep paralysis thing is it's. It's le- legitimately scary because, uh, I mean, you just – but the thing about it, and I read Anthony Peake's book. <laughs> I've got a couple other friends as well um, and uh, <laughs> that have looked into it. And uh, <laughs> and one of the I'm things sorry. that they say – no, you're good, man. That's yeah. – <laughs> you're here to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, <laughs> oh, Will, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We got to share this. I mean, there's no, you know, what if you got drugged by an ugly hooker and you woke up while she was checking your wallet? And uh, that is the setup to a joke. Uh, we'll read it to you, Darren. Uh, Cardi B made a career of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, the, the, um, the sleep paralysis uh, thing, one thing I've, that I've heard people talk about is that shamans would go into caves and intentionally be in the dark for long periods of time. And I think that does uh, somehow, you know, create like DMT thing happening in your brain, but they would, they would have these sleep paralysis demons and those would prompt them to have an astral experience. And I've talked to Joe about this as well and a couple other people. And there seems to be evidence for it. Uh, I haven't been able to do it because you got to like calm yourself down in that moment. And it's really hard you know, to get a hold of yourself and just be like, all right, calm down. Cause like you're, 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 you're just, you, you wake up gripped. 
So you have to take a second to sort of like, you know, calm somehow down and then try to roll out of your and body. Follow them. Like they take you with them or I don't know if they're guides. Guide? Or, oh my God. I mean, that's a scary thing to follow. You know, yeah, what if you get there? They're like, it just goes next level weird. You're like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh hey, now you're trapped my, here. <laughs> there's all my friends. They're going to rape you, too. That's rapey. <laughs> hey, we actually got him to come, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a gang train. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the that next thing you know, your, your dream was seated by them. And then you're calling the doctor the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over. And B. <laughs> plan d <clears throat> it is it is it is hard to wake up and 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 just get a hold of yourself like that's the whole thing i had a friend of mine who was awesome i told him that i was having this issue and he actually kind of he cleared the room and uh you know we did we kind of worked together but he kind of you know did that whole bit and one of the things that he talked about and sometimes he'll be in the chat my homie ben brilliant dude and he 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 was like here's how sort of it works his theory of ghosts would be kind of similar to yours graham where because it was like happening a lot in a room in my dad's house and my dad's house was relatively new so he's like oh, that's kind of weird you know it's kind of weird that there would be something in a new place uh and i'm like okay well how does that work he's like well here's an example somebody could have been in that room building something and like smack their hand with a hammer and just said, Oh God damn it. Or something like that. And that energy just began like that and drew more of similar energy to itself to ultimately become, you know, this negative entity force. Maybe it's still growing. Who knows? But to me, that was like the most, you know, like logical and un understandable, simple example of how something like that might happen or form. Hey, you know, uh, I my mom told me a crazy story today about my uncle um, taking like all these possessions from my great grandfather, and um, he was having all this weird shit happen in his house, and he yelled at the the, the entity to leave him alone, and he gave this lamp to my mother that was my great grandfather's. Well, my mom put it in the house, and sh and she kept on finding the lamp without its shade and she thought that we us kids were taking the lampshade off for more light and she was yelling at us and yelling at us we're like ma we're not taking the lampshade down you know like we don't care it's not important and she would do all these crazy things to try to catch us like removing the lampshade and we never did. We didn't have any attachment to it. I and mean, then she would keep on finding this thing. And and so she thought that uh, that my grandfather was haunting my uncle and then transferred to us with this um, lamp, you know. And I was like, you know, so she had, you know, my dad and my two brothers, you know, none of us were gave a fuck. And she kept on finding this lamp without a shade on. And like, you know, we didn't have a, a cat that could knock it over or anything like that. So, you know, so there's definitely weird, unexplainable phenomenons that do exist that are beyond logic. And, you know, and that does, you know, create the, okay, I've, I've, I've gone to, you know, the, the, um, 
you know, I've gone through every reasonable and logical possibility. You know, like now where do you go there? You've, ex, ex, you know, you've ex, ex, exhausted everything. And so you do end up in this, well, I don't believe in ghosts, but could it be a ghost kind of, kind of stuff, you know? So I think a lot of people have things that are unexplained. I have shit that I lose all the time. I look in 10 fucking spots for it. It ain't there. Or 10, 10 the same spot 10 mm-hmm. times. And then later on, a week later, and the 11th time I look there, that shit's there. And, you know, so like, what explains these type of phenomenons, you know? I don't think ghosts for me personally, but I, I find it weird that I could look someplace 10 times and not see it and then see it on the 11th. It just doesn't grow legs and walk away, James. Yeah. Well, you know, it really doesn't. <laughs> But it kind of seems like it does sometimes. Shit. I know what you mean, dude. I hear you. Sometimes just finding my keys, that's like the thing of the day. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the holdup. Well, I mean, if you find your keys, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to find the Holy Grail. So, you know, they got to keep you, you gotta get, the universe has got to keep you from getting those keys out and getting to that one spot at the right time to have the right message. I was thinking about this today. What if the Holy Grail was just so obvious, right? <laughs> like, I've been trying to work this out, so work with me here. Uh, it was something so obvious and simple that even, uh, even it, that it's that it's plastered all over every sorority. It's just live, laugh, love. <laughs> they got it figured out, you know. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm still working that out, but whatever. It's kind of true. We do have to intentionally talk about aliens and have fun with stuff like this. Um, but there's some crazy ass shit going on all the time and it just keeps getting weirder. I think Darren's uh, theory of the broken simulation just is just getting out of control. That's plausible. Uh, who Who even knows at this point? But... It is I mean, that I time can subscribe to, to that. <laughs> it seems you like know, you did it's from a, it's, a, it's amusing, age. you know. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a guess. All of it is. Nobody. The more we learn, the less we know. That's what I feel like. But why do we like want to keep going and keep? We can't stop ourselves. It's kind of crazy, right? It's not quite. What else are you gonna do? Good point. You can just go to work and like earn money and live life. Like, you know, you gotta, you know, make, you know, you gotta investigate and make jokes about things and have fun with it. Like, you know, the eighth one, the eight wonders of the world were, you know, were a thing before we had the internet. (laughs) That's true. The internet's changed the game. It's maybe exposed how broken this whole thing is. It's, it's the fractal of it, right? Like of itself. Like we're just descending into this rabbit hole. Yeah, we were talking about that. So Gordy says, I'm, I'm expected to see Titans at any moment now. Dude, I, I swear to God, I was just saying that the other day. Like we might see giants. Uh, it could happen. Anything could happen. Aliens. It could be, you know. They're giant aliens. Giant aliens. They're coming. Disclosure, man. Uh, there you go. And it might, I mean, it might even be a blue beam. Blue beam could be cool. I, I've been waiting for the aliens since 2020, if I'm honest. Oh, man. I've been waiting since I was five. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I really like, expected them then, you know? Uh, really well, no, I mean, they already laid on too much shit for that. You know, it's like, and here's the thing. If it's on the fucking mainstream news, it's bullshit. Don't buy it. Don't, don't, don't buy what it. What about You're, that last time? Like Graham was saying, it's like they tell, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie. But then the last time they cry wolf and it's legit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it fucking, Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to believe that shit if they tell me nuclear missiles are headed my way. I've, I'm, I'll have long enough time to kiss my ass and say goodbye, but I'm going to make a cup of tea and, and call them on their bluff because I, I don't have control over it either way. Or the new COVID strain from Colorado or whatever they were experimenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 80% fatalities escaped. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So now you're going to find now it's yeah, like going to the clean pandemic that and the unvaccinated. Who's going to clean that fucking mess up? So Seriously, it's going to stink like all hell. Who's going to really do that work if they kill all the slaves? So from what I understand, uh, this is just coming from a friend of mine who's a nurse. He was telling me there's kind of like a, a, a like a, a perfect balance that you have to have with a, with a virus or something like that. If it's too deadly, then it won't spread that far because it will just kill everybody in its way immediately. Right. So like if it comes out in Colorado, like boop, 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 like everybody just dies within, you know, I don't know, hundred square miles, or whatever, right. Like wherever that's at, it won't get that far. But if it's like the perfect amount of communicable and it's, you know, ultimately damaging or deadly over time, then, you know, there's more people that can get that can get it and spread it. And then, you know, as kind of James is pointing out, you know, people will go away at different times. So there's the cleanup crew is always uh, kind of hanging out in the, in the, in the <laughs> I wonder what that percentage is. You know, I wonder what that, that perfect percentage is. Yeah. It's, it's a good question. I, I, I think it's yeah. relatively low. 33%. Like, I, I'm not lucky enough to be on the wrong end of that. <laughs> I don't think so either. That'd be too easy, dude. No, there's fucking no way, man. After like, all of no this, way. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's what I'm I was gonna start about. licking doorknobs on the next Boston. one. So why are they making new strains? That's that's why are they making this shit? Like that doesn't seem like what. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that seems like a bad plan. Like. Yeah, they, they, they didn't like the first lockdown. They want some new media. I know they're just rubbing <laughs> it in our face now. They're just master trolls. Like, oh, you guys, you kind of stopped us the first time. Here, we're gonna make this now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a humdinger. This is why to kill us. Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, I mean, you know, here well, we I mean, are. they need to harvest us. They got to like send ship our food off to the aliens uh that are that are, you know, going to going to sooner or later attack. <laughs> you know, it, it's it all is absurd. It like you don't know what or where, but you know, like through this whole thing, I'm, I'm I I do not care about shit I have no control over. And I'm, I I made the mistake of listening to the fucking news for like three days and i buried guns and money and food and like we got all prepared and then like on the third day of like being all neurotic i looked at my roommate and i was like are we really listening to the fucking news are we really believing this shit like I, I turned the tv off i turned the internet off and i fucking created art and <laughs> had a badass time it was the best two years of my life um so you know like go on bring me another one give give me more ammunition to create and fucking and give me something to do you know i could i could save the world by smoking pot and playing video games awesome let's do it 
Sounds like Darren has been the best couple of years of his life, right, Darren? Yeah, I haven't been smoking pot and playing video games, so. Well, I mean, I'm just joking. That, that was just what people who don't have uh, goals were doing with that time. But, um, you know, you, they told you it was an act of virtue if you stayed home and just do, just stay home. And that's what people who, you know, are, well, like I'll stay home and smoke weed and play video games. That's also how you beat a nuclear weapon, uh, apparently, too. In New stay York, home. yeah, they were like, go inside and stay oh, yeah. inside <laughs> and <laughs> wait for further instructions. <laughs> further instructions from what? <laughs> what? Like, dude, they used to have us do World War Three drills. We did World War Three drills where we crawl into our fucking desk at school and like in <sighs> kindergarten. It's like, really? I don't think this is gonna do anything. Like they, it's about instilling fear and being compliant, you know, and it's always about compliance. Yeah. Yeah. Big election coming up, which reminds me to, re to remind everybody out there to not fucking vote. Don't you vote <laughs> like they count them motherfuckers. That no. might get you censored off YouTube right there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> No, uh, that's, 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 that's got this works. whole stream and no problem at all. But the end, uh, that whole like don't vote thing. Well, I mean, I, I've said this for years. It's it, imagine if nobody showed up, like you can't claim authority over people who won't give you the power. It's like, no, dude, like if nobody showed up and voted these people in, they wouldn't have any right to rule over anybody. So, speaking, speaking of, of elections um, in Nevada a couple of years ago, a guy named Dennis Hoff was running against the uh, incumbent and he was the founder of like the bunny ranch and he died two weeks before the election and they couldn't get his name off the ballot and he won the fucking election. So like how bad of a politician do you got to be to lose to a fucking dead pimp? Like, I mean, to me, that's just like the ultimate, like a dead pimp beat the current fucking politician. I bet that I mean, works like a, it's just humming along like a sewing machine. I mean, it doesn't, These are like, good. voting says this fucking bullshit system works. And that's, you know, that's what I tell people all the time. I, I do believe however voting on your local level can, can produce some kind of results, but um yeah, if you're playing, you're playing that goddamn game. But you know, back to the other point, who's going to take this this um, stream seriously at this point? <laughs> We've been fucking crazy all over the place, aliens and ghosts. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, on the on the on the voting tip, uh, there's a quote by somebody, and they're like, if if voting mattered, they wouldn't let you do it. I can't remember yeah. who said that. I don't know if it was Bill Hicks. Mark Twain. Colin. I think it's Mark, it Mark Twain. That sounds right. It was somebody like awesome like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Deciding who to give my power to. Fuck yeah, Glenn Starr. That's exactly like, it, that's what it is. It's back to this hero, hero mentality that someone's going to come to your rescue instead of you being like um, present for your own experience and, and the things that mean something to you where you fucking live, you know? And that's, you saw the whole thing play out with like Trump and Biden where Trump, they made Trump an enemy and then Biden came to save everybody. And like, that was the, Biden was the protagonist to save us from the mean Trump guy. And like, you know, it's always a game. It's become theater. It's really theater. 
I think it's been theater for a long time. I mean, we were talking about this, or I was with some some people the other day, where like, I mean, even to two thousand, look back at two thousand. What a joke! These are our options. You know, it's just gotten more and more ridiculouser as time went on. Like twenty sixteen, you you couldn't have picked two of the worst people to be going against each other for this. It was laughable. <laughs> It was definitely one of the worst options ever. I did not take part in that at all. I voted Libertarian because they could look up whether you whether you um, voted or not in my city. And I didn't, you know, it was one of those like kind of coercive tactics to manipulate people into voting, you know. So I threw my vote away intentionally, you know. I just burned that sucker uh, because I, I actually had never voted before 2016. It was the first time I ever voted. And then the last probably, it will probably be the last. Uh, Perot was the last time I voted. Nice. For voted for Perot. Uh, and, yeah. like, and literally it was because I was in this, uh, I had to pass this class called Modern Problems or Modern something. It was like a very a college level class. And I had literally um, blackmailed my school administration into giving me my diploma. And I had to do some weird, stupid things like civic things to like get that last class to get the 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 fake the document that no one's ever fucking asked for that i got from my grandmother that i could have just bought at staples um you know it's, it's like yeah that i would not have voted for that too but you know ross perot seemed a lot cooler than those other two idiots who were fucking going at it back then and and he probably would have done a marginally acceptable job given the fact that president's upper middle management anyway like he like he actually makes the decisions we know who really makes the decisions don't we darren the juice that's right folks that's gonna do it for us this time <laughs> well that's a hell of a closer that might actually do it for us forever uh yeah no. jesus <laughs> christ uh yeah we, we started was he out, was he one Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't know. I thought he was the king of those guys. But anyway, um, <clears throat> that's something different, maybe. But no, we appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Um, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. Thank you to everybody in the chat. I hope you've had a good time. I hope you've laughed. I hope you don't take us seriously, but not too seriously, because that's how we feel about you. But holler at us. Shoot us a message. Uh, check out the links in the description below. Find the Grimerica podcast. I'm going to listen to this. It's, it was Rizwan you were talking about. Rizwan Verk, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to check that out. Yeah. Um, and the, their books, uh, their links are in the show notes. Please go check them. Come hang out with us, guys. We'll be at Mount Shasta live and in person uh, February, right, before, right up to Valentine's Day. I think the 13th is the last day. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, amazing people are going to be there. We had such a great time last time, so... Do come out, come hang out with us real life in person and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Hopefully the channel's still here tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I'm glad this is safe forever. Yeah, hopefully this, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for content safe because they're going to put it out on BitChute. They, they don't give a fuck on BitChute, so hell yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. It was, it was a blast. It was, hey, it was great to meet time. you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks you for too. coming on. Yeah, Thanks for having Appreciate us. Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us in the chat. We'll see you soon.